Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Muse. I'm Kara the Mockney. I'm Drama Geek. And I'm K-Drama Jen. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively for our Patreon supporters. And we have a brand new perk for our kimchi VIPs. We now have a Discord server where we're chatting about all the latest dramas and news. So if you want to talk daily with all the fangirls, come join us on Patreon. You can find the link in our show notes. And welcome back to all our listeners for part two of our end of year podcast. And our episode was just too big to fit into one hour. So here we go on hour number two. So we're going to start with the category favorite leading man performance. And we had a lot of really good contenders this year. In my opinion, there was like Mm -hmm. a lot of really good ones. And I have to, and I had problems like choosing who I wanted. So I'm going to go with the first one. And then if the rest of you don't answer my other two, I'm going to throw in some that tied with mine. So for me, my first one was Song Junki with Vincenzo. Mm-hmm. I thought he did an amazing job and was totally the reason I kept watching that drama. And he totally sold me that he was a mafia enforcer kind of guy. It was so good. <laughs> I love him. I love, love, love him. He is really good when he's, yeah, he's good. When he's on, he is on. He's just, he's a really versatile actor. I really do enjoy him. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And he's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. (laughs) All right. So for my favorite leading man, I I feel like I talk about happiness a lot. So I'll (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hopefully I'm not stealing anybody's, but I loved Park Hong Sheik in happiness and it helped that it was his first post-military drama. Cause we got to see how much he matured and grew, but also it just, it was, he was solid. This role was just really made for him. And I'm going to do one more because I don't think we've talked about it enough, but Ro Woon in she would never know, or someday don't wear that lipstick. I think he de- he delivered a really solid performance there too because the character growth for his character was really impressive and he made it very believable. Oh boy. I have to go with Jun Ho. Of course. Because he was <laughs> so good in Red Sleeve. Um, and, you know, he just shows again and again that you know, although his background is what, you know, began as a, a K-pop star, he is an actor through and through. And there were scenes in that show that just were chilling in some ways because you can, you could see the struggle that he had with his role um, as the king. Mm-hmm. You could see, um, you know, the, the just sort of how he wanted Uh, He really wanted the love, but he also needed to be there for his country. And, and he also had his own ambitions. I was just super impressed with him through and through. So um, that's one. And if nobody picks the other, I will have to mention it. (laughs) 
So I actually had to look up to see some of the history for red sleeve with Junho. And I really applaud him because the character he's playing is known for not showing his emotions and his, his, um, most of the people in his, even close to him couldn't tell what he was thinking. Most of the time he kept everything really close to the, the vest. And so he did Junho did a really good job of being kind of ambiguous with, with some of the ways that he was feeling about certain things, but also really showing a huge range of emotion. So I applaud him for that. I, um, figured that K drama Jen would probably pick him, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so I, I have several people written down. I think I'm going to go with E Jung Jae from squid game. His character in that one was kind of so different from what he's known for and what he usually plays. And he did a really good job at the beginning of making me kind of turned off to him as a dad and just kind of like, you know, get your act together. And by the end, he he just has you rooting for him. And he, he, again, same thing of showing so much emotion throughout the entire series. Um, and just did an amazing job. And the other one that I have listed is um, Jaehoon from Move to Heaven. I've it, his co-star did an amazing job as well, mm-hmm. and he was picked for other categories that I think we did for part one. So that's why I didn't think of him. But he did Move <laughs> to Heaven, and then he also did Taxi Driver, which I watched an episode or two. And he's just kind of hitting his stride. He's he does he's just doing he doing really well. So I enjoyed him in Move to Heaven a lot. I think he's starting to really show his versatility because in Taxi Driver, because I did watch the whole thing Mm -hmm. and he, I mean, his main persona was supposed to be kind of the stoic soldier, Mm. but he role played, he played various roles to kind of perpetuate the scenarios where they were getting the revenge for the people. And he was amazing. I mean, over on the discord, we still talk about his gangster persona because he was Mm. just, (laughs) he was chef's kiss. We'll just leave it at that. Gotcha. And Our, I still have some extras. I'm right, going right, to be right, right. nice and extras. not steal everyone's. And then no one had picked mine. So I'm all like, I'm going to do them. Okay. So Parky soon on my name, I thought he did mm. a brilliant job mm-hmm. as the hot Opa gangster who had all kind of boundary issues <laughs> and <laughs> could use a therapist for days. He really caught my eye. Like his performance and his presence like you see any of the youtube videos that he was in like there's been a lot of youtube videos made of his performance and he just steals the screen he's so charismatic in that role and then also uh shin hakyun from beyond evil uh one of the most brilliant performances of the year if not like the last 10 years and I definitely think he deserves to get some praise for his performance. Sorry, oh, yeah. my voice is all like, all right. Ah. Well, <laughs> so nobody said my two, right? So my two extra. So of course, Ji Sung from um, Devil's Judge. He was amazing, just amazing. And I I love watching him act. And also um, Che Wushik in um my, our beloved summer mm-hmm. i think he's he's just an incredible actor and you can see his versatility when you watch like the witch and you watch uh, his co-star too of course in the witch but 
um, or um, Parasite or, you know, all of the things he's been in. Um, I just think he's doing a great job in our beloved summer. So I want to mention him as well. There's just so many good dramas with good performances this good year. Performance. I feel like mm-hmm. we can just like on pick on. another 10. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty easily. Yeah, I think so. But we shall wrap it up and move on to our next one, which is favorite leading lady performance. And again, I'm torn between two and hopefully they're not on everybody else's list. But um, Jong Nara in Sell Your Haunted House was so different from any other role I've ever seen her in because she was, again, it was the dark, the stoic, but competent and wears all black. She just, she turned in such a solid, believable performance as the real estate agent who was also a, a mystic and exorcist. And she just, she was amazing. She was not the same person that she was in Last Empress or School 2013. Or I, what's the one with Sao and Gook? Uh, remember, I remember you. Hello, or yeah, I remember Hello you. Monster. Hello, Hello Monster. Monster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause she's, she's got kind of a sunniness to her in those characters mm-hmm. and not here this she was just she was cold i mean she she had a little tiny bit of warmth to the other people around her but for the most part she was just cold and confident and she just she did it really really well and then my other favorite was e young a in inspector Koo. and i have not seen her in anything else but i loved her depiction of just a grief driven trying to just cope with life and not coping at all detective because that's essentially what her personality was was a detective trying to kind of get a hold of herself while also battling you know matching wits with the serial killer and so I just I was absolutely fascinated I loved her performance so um we're on leading ladies and as we said before we could just go on and on and on um so there's one that I'm going to leave for um drama geek but um <laughs> the one that I'm going to choose is Han So Hee in um My Name mm-hmm. she was just um I was captivated because she was just so like gritty and willing to do whatever it took to really um make us believe that she was going through all of that um and just the fight scenes and um the darkness and the emotion. I just thought she did such a great job in that drama. Um, so I, I'll stop there. And then if I'm sure that others will say the others, but I'll come back, come back to me if, if, if they don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was interesting. I think this year was almost like a, a contrast of characters because so many people were in two different dramas yeah. that aired. And so with her, the nevertheless character was kind of like a little bit of a, I wouldn't say airhead is the right naive, like a young, naive college student. So, I mean, it made sense. That's exactly who she was supposed to be, but you know, she had this like innocent naiveness about her acting in that. And then you couple of weeks later, watch her in my name. And you're like, I barely even recognize her. She doesn't feel the same. So I totally agree with that performance. But so my pick, um, the one that, uh, Jen left for me is Issa <laughs> Young from Red Sleeve. She proved it um, in The Crown Clown. She just was really good in that. This one, uh, at the beginning, there were a few scenes that were a little bit um, 
over the top acting. And I was kind of like, oh, I had just watched, what was it? Kairos or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that director was having everybody act over the top and cry a lot. And so I was like, Ooh, is this, this is going to be like that. And then as her character grew her acting, it was just, it just kept getting better and better and better. And I had to delete some stuff because I, I wrote spoilers. I thought that, uh, uh, K Muse would be done with it by now, but she's not, but there's some scenes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hey, we're all life is crazy right now for everybody. That's why, um, this is part two. And I just want to mention that seal Kita is not with us. We're recording on a separate day than we did part one. And she just has some, uh, stuff that's keeping her from being able to record with us. But, um, so as the, it progresses and her character keeps moving closer and closer to the end of the, the drama and everything, she just kept knocking it out of the park. And there's a couple of scenes in the last couple episodes that were just amazing and watching her accept her award, um, uh, for best couple. And then also for they, the, they gave the, the, the top award, the, the main top award to somebody else, but the, her and Junho both got like the next level of best female and best male. And mm-hmm. she just was so cute. You could tell it was just like, she hasn't had that kind of recognition yet in her, her career and she totally deserves it. But so I don't know if K-Muse is going to mention the other person that I have listed. <laughs> Should I leave it? I'll leave that for you. And if not, we'll come back and I'll mention her, but I feel like Issa Young is one of my favorites this year. She did such an amazing job. This other one is of course on my list because she was brilliant. <laughs> and that's Park Yoon Bin for King's Affection, where she played the king and was mm. such a great character. Like sometimes it's not that she looked like a boy but she had such a presence and a manly presence about her that you totally believed that she was a king. Mm-hmm. Like she knocked like the gravitas that is needed to have all the responsibility and the conflict and the power on one's shoulders. She just nailed it. And I loved it to bits. Like she, her performance was brilliant and it was 95% the reason that drama worked. Like if you took her out of the equation and put in someone else who wasn't quite as like detailed, it would not have worked as a drama the way it did. So she of course deserves to be on there. Um, I'm also throwing up a movie that we watched Kim Tae from space sweepers. Mm-hmm. And I know she has a drama coming up soon. So I'm excited to see her in a drama, but she was very good in the movie. And I really enjoyed her character and performance. And then my final pick is a female lead dash villainess, which was Kim Min Jung from the devil's judge. And once again, like she just chewed up the scenery and was so brilliant. It was awesome. And there's no complaint I could say about her performance. Like I love her playing a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like she, that is my favorite type of role for her. She's done it a couple of times in a row now and she nails it every time. So those are my picks for this year's best actress. 
Are we coming back around? Because um, yep. if you have more, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, I just think, I mean, we've, we've talked happiness over and over and over, but I do think that the leading lady, um, you know, especially because we are talking about a revisit of W2 Worlds coming up. Um, I, Han Hyoju was really amazing in happiness. Um, and then also um, I want to give a shout out to Park Yu Young. Uh, she was Kim Dali in Dali and the Cocky Prince, and she was also in Devil's Judge. She's also been in other things um, like um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And I just have never, she's never really caught my eye as an actress, but in Dali and the Cocky Prince, it just, I thought she did a really great job of playing somebody who's trying to remain dignified despite everything that's been thrown at her. Um, and they were, it was, especially as I kept watching, they were just an adorable couple. Um, and so I definitely wanted to mention her as well. So does anyone else want to add anything else or should we move on? <laughs> I don't good. know. Should we start putting limits on this? Oh, no. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is there are so many dramas now with the addition of like Netflix and all that yeah. kind of dramas. Mm -hmm. And there's like sub stations for different stations. And, you know, there's so much content mm -hmm. that it's hard to pick just one. Yeah, so. it's so true. Maybe we'll do better next year, but this year it's not <laughs> happening. Oh, we're not. So, no, I don't think we've ever done well. Just, well, I think <laughs> well, I this year is more excessive of... than usual, though. Yeah, that's true. Like, usually I could keep it within like two. <laughs> this year it's like, no, everyone. So do we have any favorite secondary character performances that stood out to us? And so for me, um, when I think about secondary characters and I need to look up his real name because um, all I can call him is the moonshine prince. So I'm watching um, the uh, uh, moon, what's called moonshine. Um, and it has Hiari and um, uh, Yu Sang Ho, but the second lead is the, the, the plays the prince. Um, he's hot. So hard. Yeah, he is just delightful. And I have second lead syndrome. Um, and let me think of what his name is because he's been in other things. Um, he was, because he was in the uh, Josian um, marriage agency or what I think it was, right? Or Josian. Mm. Oh, the flower. Yeah, flower boys or something. Yes, we're, we're doing really well there. But yeah, yeah, the, yeah the marriage yeah, agency you know. with all the cute boys. Uh, I think. Yeah. So he was in, um, yeah. Flower crew, Josie and marriage agency. Anyway, he is the, I was going to say he was the cocky prince, but he kind of is. <laughs> he's the smirky prince in moonshine. And, um, I just think he's doing a great job. So I want to mention him as, um, a, a second lead that really stand out to mute it anyway so squid game is one um that had a really amazing ensemble cast but i don't think you can go and not mention for 2021 oh young su he played the number one um or ilnam or whatever his name was um it, 
he doesn't even have a lot of credits acting credits to his name, but he just did such an amazing job at making you fall for him and, and just love him and his relationship with the main lead and the, the one and, he got a golden globe for his performance, right? Um, he, well, he was definitely, yeah, I think he did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he yeah. won. He won. Yeah, yeah. He won the golden globe for, um, supporting actor in a drama series. And then he's been nominated. Was he nominated? Maybe he wasn't nominated. I know that uh, the show's Jay been nominated. Yeah. And then the girl from Squid Game were both nominated for SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. And then the the show itself had several other things that they were nominated for. But he, yes, he did get the Golden Globe for that. Um, but yeah, he just, it, it, I cried for him so much um, in that. And then spoilers anybody who hasn't watched it, like the five people on earth that have not, um, I would be me that Gary, <laughs> uh, his, the reveal at the end of who he is, is, is he, you just can't believe it, but then you can also kind of believe it. Cause it, he just did such a great job. And then the other one I have listed is, um, Bong Ryong from hometown cha cha cha. She mm-hmm. played the restaurant owner. And the mother and the the friend, like the oh, the, yeah. the divorced one, like she mm-hmm. her story, and the and just her performance really pulled me in, and I just I loved how wonderful of a mother and um, wife and friend that she ended up being. And at the beginning, you kind of don't know if you're gonna like her, um, mm-hmm. but then she just becomes one of the best characters on the show. So I loved her. And for me, I also went with a hot prince. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this one was Nam Yoon-soo from King's Affection. And I had the worst second lead syndrome. He's the cousin, probably distant cousin to the king, but he's next in line after the current king. And he knows she's a girl and he's super swoony and he totally made me swoon multiple times and he was always loyal and gallant and supportive of his best friend and the woman he loves falling in love even though it broke his little heart and it was perfect so he's definitely on the top list for me and then also Kukyo Juan from DP. I think I mentioned him previously where he's the second lead and kind of, it's not necessarily a buddy cop show, but there's a team of um, army people who look for deserters and he's the second um, lead in this combo. So he's not the one that is the main actor that everyone knows, but he's the secondary, uh, lead in that show. And it's one of his first big shows and he's really, really good. And I can't wait to see him in something else. Cool. All right. I have two as well, because if we're not limiting, then at least I can have no two. limits. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Okay. So my first one is Kim Do Wan from my roommate is Gumio. He's the male best friend and he's the beta male, you know, he's prone to tears and he does not have his act together or anything, but he was just such a sweetheart. And he ended up being such a perfect compliment to Kim Hana and her uh, transformed Gumio. 
And he would just, he would, he was just a sweetheart. Like, I don't know if I could say much more than that, but I loved watching him because he was just so good. I think I just, I like really good characters. And then my second one would be Kim Sun Young from The Silent Sea. She plays Hong Doc, so the the medical doctor on the, the team of astronauts. And she's hilarious because like in the beginning, she's telling um, uh, Bae Doon-ah's character, she's like, well, they do say that you have to have eye candy on a, if you're going on a trip like this. And she looks around, she's like, I think we did all right. <laughs> Something like that. So she was just fun there. And then I could also just see every time they lost someone as they were on the space station and I could see her beating herself up. Like, why can I not save these people? Why wasn't I able to, to fix this? And she's just, I mean, she's always been a stellar actress, but I really noticed her in the silent sea. Speaking of dramas that you should watch, (laughs) um, hidden, what was a hidden gem drama, um, which is very easy to have them because when you've got short drama, both are minor short, but like shorter dramas or web dramas, or there's just so much out there, but a drama that aired and just didn't get enough buzz, or maybe didn't get enough buzz outside of people who normally would watch it. My first one is blue birthday and it's a webtoon to turn to drama. And it's again, it's the shorter episodes, but it's a time travel one. And the, um, character, the female character goes back and tries to fix something and she has, she burns pictures. So to, to travel, she can only travel so many times because she only has so many pictures and she burns them. And it's just a really sweet, um, high school. They're not in high school when, she, cause she's going back to high school days. So you've got the present day and then she goes back to her, the high school days. Um, but it, it was a, a lot of times time travel dramas can get completely out of, out of whack and you just don't know what's going to happen and what line you're in or whatever, but it did a really good job of keeping it concise and, um, making, you know, making things at the end come back around and it made sense. And I really enjoyed the younger actors. I think the female actress might be, uh, idol, but I'm not sure it, but Again, it's on Vicky, short, sweet. The other one is Light on Me, which was probably not, uh, it did have a lot of buzz within uh, the, the, you know, people that tend to watch those dramas, but it was, it's a Korean BL. And again, I don't know if I like that phrase, that term or whatever, especially with this one, it, it, it's a love story with two guys in it and they were super sweet, loved their performances it's a short drama and, um, it's one that I feel like, again, it's a high school, very innocent, sweet romance. So, well, for me, it's going to come as no surprise that I think everyone should go watch mouse. And I blame <laughs> all of you guys for not watching it with me because you're mean. <laughs> And it was lots of fun and it'd be even more fun if you went out and watched it. <laughs> so I really that was to, just aimed at us. I watched up to episode eight or nine. Yes, but you need to go forward. Yes. <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's to the whole world. I mean, why isn't all of our discord and all of everyone else watching? <laughs> <it>? <laughs> I'm judging you all. I know some of you did. That's 
we had lots of fun discussing it on discord. So I know that people have watched, it. I'm just joking. Um, the one that definitely, I think didn't get enough buzz because it was on Apple TV and really who thinks Apple TV when they think K dramas mm. was Dr. Brain. And it was it's also a dumb name for a drama. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, there are so many dumb doctor blob, Dr. Hart, Dr. Stranger, Dr. I mean, the Korean shows just run with doctor in front of everything, but <laughs> it made sense because mm -hmm. he read the brains of the deceased and saw their memories. So it made sense that that is the title. Um, but anyway, it's really brilliantly done. It's six episodes, really tight story. It was very interesting, great directing, uh, definitely worth the hassle of getting a seven day free trial. Or if you're waiting for Eamon Ho's uh, American um, show, Pachinko, Pachinko that's going to mm -hmm. also be on Apple Plus. So wait till that comes out or later this year and then binge it along with it. So that's definitely my hidden gem show. And that's so tips on how to effectively use your Apple TV membership for a short yes, <laughs> period yes. of time. Well, I, I don't know if they're going to consistently have Korean content. I haven't really seen anything beyond Pachinko and this Dr. Brain. So, you know, never know. Maybe they're going to start jumping on the bandwagon too. At least these ones, they're available in the US, unlike Disney Plus, uh, which I'm don't still bitter started. about. <laughs> Completely. So, so oh, anyway. it'll be interesting to see if Pachinko gets more of the K-drama watchers into it. Cause I just don't think anybody was willing to pay for it just to see this one, you know, the lead yeah. guy was in parasite, but it didn't necessarily mean that all the K-drama watchers were going to be like, Oh, I have to see that and get a subscription just to watch it. Well, and it's kind of a hassle to get through Apple plus, especially if you're not an iPhone user. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. it seriously was such a pain in the butt. But it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, and a lot of people are very committed to Eamon Ho. So I feel yeah, like well, people and will go Pachinko through Pachinko alone, it's like that book like blew up mm. like a year or two ago. Like everyone's read it in every book club ever. And so, yeah, I, I think they spent big money to get the rights to that book and then to get all cast that are actually Korean or Japanese. And mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how that comes out. Now I'm just thinking about it and I'm kind of hoping that Apple TV doesn't pick up dramas just because we have enough platforms, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but I always love that at least with Apple TV and Netflix, like the money really goes into the content. True. So I love that you really get a very polished per or show. Yeah. when they're the ones funding it so this is very true they definitely keep them to standards all right so my hidden gems i'm torn between several but i I think i'll limit myself to just two and the first one is be yourself and i've talked about it before but it's just it's it was exactly right for me and then i was looking on my drama list and i saw how many watchers it had it only had like 3500 i'm like no more people need to watch this because it's a chinese coming of age cismans and just these four girls it's just one of those things that if coming of age dramas speak to you you need to watch this drama because it was great it takes some 
from their freshman year of college all the way through graduation. And it just, it felt like, it felt like a real journey. It's because it's not just about their romantic interests. It's also about them learning to get along with each other because these roommates are stuck with each other for four years. They don't get to just leave or swap rooms or anything. Apparently in Chinese college, once you are assigned to a dorm room, that's it. Those are the people you're stuck with. That's the room you're stuck in. Period. The end. So it's learning them learning to get along. It's them learning, you know, figuring out their academics and figuring out how to cope with those. And then also the figuring out romance and just life in general and just very much synthesized the experience of becoming an adult. And I really, really loved it. And I think other people should watch it and love it with me. And then the other one is The Great Shaman Gadushim, because um, it's not just Nam Darum, but he was an excellent reason to watch it. But Kim Se-ron, as the, as the shamaness in training, the very reluctant shamaness in training, and just her confidence and her nuance as she's dealing with living in a new school, of being a more confident shaman than her mom, but not wanting to be a shaman and that kind of thing, and then dealing with her destiny that her grandmother laid on her. She just, she turned in a phenomenal performance and the whole thing was just, it was interesting to watch. And I watched it twice. I watched once by myself just to make sure it wouldn't be too scary to show to my kids. And then I watched it a second time with my girls and I loved it both times. And I just, I think more people should give it a shot. I agree with that. That was a really, um, it was a quick watch um, Mm -hmm. and it was cute. I mean, I I really enjoy Namda Room anyway. Um, and have enjoyed him like since way back when he was just, you know, a really young, young actor. <laughs> um, but um, like in Sagooks and so on, but just seeing his growth was kind of awesome. But I just, it was, a yeah, I agree with you. I think that was, a it is a hidden gem. Um, mine would be Yumi's Cells. I think that it didn't get quite as many people watching as I think should. Um, and some people I think were turned off by like the cartoon piece of it, um, the animated piece, but I actually think that it really added to it. Um, we talked about this before, but I just really think that if you haven't had a chance to watch it, there's something in it for everybody. Um, there's, it's just, it's well done. Um, so that's a, it's kind of just a hidden gem. And then the other one is Dolly and the Cocky Prince. Um, it seemed to sort of go under the radar for a while. And then a lot of people sort of watched it after it had aired. Um, at least it seems that way, like on our Discord channel. And it started out, I I started watching it when it first came out. Um, and I just sort of watched along the way, but then I sort of let it drop. And then I binged the last uh, number of episodes. And um, it takes a while, but at the end, they you really get just a really fun, um, lovely couple. Um, so you get a lot of those like swoony moments of them together. And there's actually a very, um, very swoony moment that happens as well. So it's, uh, it's a really cute drama. And um, I think that not as many people saw it as I think should. So yeah, I, that's go. definitely one that I had to come back to. I'm on episode 11 finally. So Yes, I, I'm still waiting for more swoony moments because right now I'm dealing with all the horrible people that they have to deal right. with. And, it, and it, it's going to happen soon, like in the next couple of episodes. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm holding you to that. Mm-hmm. 
So the next category is characters you'd want to spend a two-week cruise with. And I have some fun answers. My first would be uh, Tate Sion's character in Vincenzo. As long <laughs> as I'm not on his radar and got to just guess who's going to murder next, it would be a <laughs> totally fun, legitimate murder mystery party. So, Only you would pick somebody um, who's going to murder people you on know, the cruise. Actually, I had the same kind of thought. So <laughs> you'll hear in just a moment who I picked. But on a less murdery tone, Sam Gook's <laughs> character in Doom at Your Service because Sam Gook and he's hot. So, <laughs> yeah. It could make your room a and lot bigger. And we're on a cruise and you'd have to lose some layers. That could only benefit. <laughs> well, unless it was an Alaskan cruise. Just saying. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's not the type of cruise I'd take them on. <laughs> you can't murder anyone conveniently on an Alaskan cruise. <laughs> Oh, my word. Uh, I am not going on any cruises with you, I've decided. <laughs> All right. So, character I want to spend a two-week cruise with, honestly, I would take either the OTP from Happiness or the the found family from Sell Your Haunted House. Not necessarily to entertain me, but because both of those sets of people, they need a break. Their mm. lives have been <laughs> stressful and they could use a cruise where they don't have to do anything. Of course, with their luck, either ghosts would come up or there'd be another outbreak of some other pandemic or mm. something. Mm. But yeah, that that's what I would do. Wow. So I picked um, Jung Sana from played by Kim Min Jung um, from Devil, um, <laughs> Devil's Judge. For a very similar reason as uh, why K-Muse chose her person. Not that, I mean, it, again, as long as I'm not her target, I just want to watch her do her thing um, because she was such a great villain. And just the way that she, um, you know, manipulated people and was able to, like, I don't know, just... Um, behind the scenes get people to do all these different things and just I think that would be a really fun cruise just to watch her do that in other words Jen and I are going on a murder cruise <laughs> I, I couldn't when you said when you mentioned you picked I started laughing because I was like oh, I had the same thought but just a different character yeah oh we no so I am not going on cruises trouble. With any of you, because the mock day is bringing somebody that's probably going to bring zombies on board. And then we're going to end up being quarantined and have zombies and or a virus. So, yeah, <clears throat> Not well, I'm also bringing her. an exorcist, so it, it could all work <laughs> that's out. That's true. That's true. And that means there's probably ghosts that she's going to have to exercise. No, I don't want ghosts or zombies. Or viruses, because that's why I'm very anti-cruise right now, because I'm sorry, early 2020 for cruises was not a good year. Um, still not a good year. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is completely opposite to everybody else's, is I'm bringing Ikjun from Hospital Playlist to, well, one Aww. and two, but 
And it'd be so fun. Yeah. He's going to be the life of the party. He's going to bring his guitar with him. We're going to sing songs. I might not know all of them, but we're going to sing songs. Man, our people would probably kill him. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Our people would. Again, we're not all going on the same cruise. We're not going to be. No, that's not fair. We need to go on the same cruise. (laughs) No, no, no. You guys are bringing a sociopath. (laughs) And two of them, at least two of them. (laughs) I mean, okay. All right. All right. I would go on a cruise with him, but no. And I I mean, wait, no, hold on. He is doom. We don't want to go on a cruise with doom. (laughs) He's hot. We don't want to drown. We really (laughs) care. (laughs) Soon can only, he can only fix so much. (sighs) No. Yeah. So I will go on my own cruise by myself and Ick Jude. <laughs> he on can bring canoe. the hospital. You are so selfish. <laughs> I know. I am. I'm sorry. You guys are the worst cruise <laughs> guest pickers ever. You're going to be in a lifeboat. Yeah, I'm drag lifeboat. behind us. He's got just his guitar. <laughs> We're playing. <laughs> yep. Oh, all right. People you don't want to go on a cruise with. We've got mm. this covered. All right, moving on to favorite styling in a drama. And I have to say, for me, Doom at Your Service takes that. The story may have fallen apart for me, but the the wardrobe was just on point and comfy and warm and seen as it is actually cold in Texas right now. I totally appreciate it. Um, Define cold. Oh, shush. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. It's Um, below freezing with wind chill. I won't say how much wind chill, but some. So, um, I think that we just have to say that it's the robes, right? It's devil's judge. It's the robes of all kinds, whether it's a judge robe or a bath robe, we got robes and, uh, I'm good with that. So I'm going to say that I think the best styling, although I do agree with doom at your service as well. She's just her in particular, like she was able to just pull off those cute little sweaters that get tucked in and all of that. And, um, but anyway, I picked the robes from devil's judge to, and I know that we, you know, when it comes to Sagrix, they kind of wear the same thing a lot, but I really liked seeing Park Unbin in all of her princely and kingly robes and things. And she did again, the, the director, the stylist, didn't really, not that they hardly ever go for actually making them look like a guy. So she still had makeup on, but so did, they made it very clear, like the Rowoon's character, Dimples, the second lead guy, and then Parkman Ben, they always had makeup on. Yeah. They everybody were else equally didn't really make up. Yeah. Everybody else didn't quite have the makeup on, but like I really liked seeing Parkman Ben in her, um, her kingly and princely stuff. She pulled it off. She did really well. And she, she looked really nice. And as we said in the last one, that kiss of like the king, I think he was a king at that. She was a king at that point, but the king and the, the, uh, whatever he was scribe or yeah. Old. Yeah. It was, I, and Rowoon just looked nice in all of it. He always looks nice, but yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked the the styling of all of them in that. For me, I also had Devil's Judge, of course, because mm-hmm. robes. Who wouldn't? <laughs> um, I also really loved Vincenzo's suits 
in Vincenzo. Mm. I'm not necessarily the whole show because later on he wore a lot less suits, but the first half he had some really amazingly intricate cut suits going on and they were gorgeous. But out of all of them, I have to say I really liked the styling in Lost. It was very subtle and it Mm. actually was part of the story where it goes to the old style of changing hair and changing clothes as their emotional growth progresses. And at the beginning, you would see the leading lady was always like buttoned up and all she had was this bright red scarf and Mm. all of her emotions were just like buttoned in and bleeding forth, you know, and her clothes definitely showed that. And as she got a hold on her depression and the reasons for her depression and stuff, as the show went forward, she definitely started changing her outfits and wearing, you know, things that were more, not revealing, but just things that showed she was in a different mindset rather than just the same thing all the time. And it really was gorgeous. And then the leading man, his party clothes, and then as he matured and got away a bit from that lifestyle, he had a more traditional, just things a 20 something year old would wear rather than all of like the things to make him look like the boyfriend or the, the guy that was hired to date someone or, you know, it just, the styling was so subtle and brilliantly done along with so many other details in that show that I think it definitely wins for me. His locks need an award. His, his, hair. <laughs> his hair. Oh my God. I could watch. He looked really good even oh. with the haircut, but yeah. Oh, but his hair. Yeah. 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 I follow his Instagram and his, he's been growing out his hair for a long time and I've just really enjoyed it. And then once he cut it off, I was a little sad, but, um, he looks good either way. He was one, he has one of the sexiest long hair styles that Mm -hmm. I've seen on any Mm -hmm. Korean guy. Yeah. Like I kind of like the Prince from moonshine, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So if you could have one of this year's OTP actor and actress pairings perform dramas together over and over, who would it be and why? So I know that other people are going to choose other things. Well, and I'm just going to say it. I think that the Doom couple needs a redo. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I want to see them. I want to see them in a different drama with, with a, a really great writer, plot, with a yeah. competent mm-hmm. writer, with great directing, great cinematography. And I want to just fall in love with them. Um, unfortunately, I felt like I couldn't really just fall into them. And, and they're both such capable actors that it just broke my heart that I couldn't do that. So um, that's my pick, the doom couple. So So Gook and... Um, uh, Park Bo Young. Is that right? Park Bo Young? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So my pick is I want to see, and it, you know, you said every genre, you look over and over again, but E Jun Ho and E Se Young, like, I really want to see them in all different kinds of contemporary present day yes. dramas. Like they just me have too, such an too. amazing 
chemistry, but because of the storyline, it kind of had to be this. Sometimes you were like, Ooh, but it was true, you know, more true to history. And so I just want to see them where they can just be fully in love with all of the fun swoony moments that comes with that. And And some serial killers and some serial killers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's my pick. So for mine, I actually picked a couple. It it bleeds a little into 2022, but they were my favorite of the year. So I'm picking them is Choi Wushik and Kim. Mm -hmm. This is their second time performing together they also performed the witch together yeah and they're just brilliant i love them so much Me their too. chemistry just meshes into this one intense ball of awesome chemistry and i could totally watch them over and over again kind of like a fred astaire ginger rogers coupling where you just are in multiple movies or shows and so i would totally watch them in anything they did movie drama reality show i don't oh, i want a reality show yeah <laughs> they would be so good <clears throat> I, I watched him i'm actually making a specific meal next week because of him going to sites that you go on dates or whatever and he he went to some restaurant by himself and he ordered food and everything and he's just he's a very um relaxing person to watch for reality shows. Cause he just kind of is, he's, he, you would just want to hang out with them. Like you would just want to like sip wine, hang out and just be. Yeah. So that is my dream OTP that I would happily watch year after year after year. <laughs> okay. I don't necessarily like repeats just because I like to see different pairings and the kind of chemistry they can bring together. But Jen's idea of having a, a redo with a couple that was a not great drama brought to mind Luca, which I hated so, so much. But I, the reason I even started it was because of the chemistry between Kim Rae-Won and Lee Dahee. Because there's just, there's a point where he kind of, he trusts her. And so when he's vulnerable, he just kind of falls into her and she protects him and takes care of him. And they just they played it really well. And so I'd like to see them in a drama that doesn't end so poorly as, as Luca or just, I don't know, from like the middle episode onward. I still want those hours back. It's been months <laughs> and I still want those hours back. Um, so the next one is best OST. And I actually had to think about this one because some years I really have ones that just stick out in my brain. And then the other years I don't. And this year I had to kind of think about it a lot, but again, kind of maybe one that should be considered 2022. I don't know. I think it's going to finish soon enough into 2022 that it's probably more of a 2021 dramas, but our beloved summer it just like his, him, the actor himself of just being able to watch the reality show and it's being relaxing. Like our beloved summers OST is like, I could put it on repeat and just meditate to it or something like it is so beautiful. Um, a lot of varied artists and people on there, but all of it just is a very like be- calming, relaxing, wonderful listen. So that's my pick. I also had Our Beloved Summer, so good. But the other one that came readily to mind was Devil's Judge. It had these 
extremely dramatic instrumental parts that I thought were so on point for the show. It really made my emotions sing. And I really enjoyed the whole violins and how dramatic everything was. So. Okay. For me, it was a no-brainer. I have listened to the OST for Rainless Love in a Godless Land, which is a Taiwanese drama, over and over and over and over. It's just got a couple of beautiful ballads on it that I just adored. And so that would be mine. And a good follow, a good runner-up would be Inspector Coos. For getting something done, I turn on that OST because it's just, it's very motivating. Well, um, mine, of course, was Our Beloved Summer. I have played it over and over and over. I just think it's super relaxing and just so beautiful. And um, V from BTS sings one of the songs, um, the Christmas tree song, and it's just, it's beautiful. So, um, but not just his, like so many of them. So um, I'm going to echo what others said. And then also, although the drama itself um, didn't hold my attention for too long, the um, Lovers of the Red Sky had some really nice um, songs in it as well. So um, those would be my picks. Okay. All right. So best villain. I have several. <laughs> there was this really hot, evil dad underling in King Affection uh, played by <laughs> Bae Su Bin. And I thought he did a really good job because he had a lot of regret but felt he had to do what he had to do and he was really hot and you know I love a hot evil dad and so <laughs> he's on my list as well as Kim Min Jung from Devil's Judge because oh I loved watching her be totally crazy evil so much fun and then of course Taecyeon from Vincenzo so Okay, so for me, best villain, I had to think about it a little bit, but I think I was most, because for me, it's like intimidation level. Like, are they so crazy and so intelligent that I'm just absolutely afraid of what they'll do next? And in that case, and I feel like a broken record, but again, Inspector Koo, Inspector Koo, because they had the young serial killer and it, just her motivations for killing varied. And some, some of them I could even almost get on board with. And I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. But played by Kim, Kim Hai Jun. She plays the serial killer K. And she just, like, she has this oddly bright personality, but she's also not good with, like, social cues and stuff like that. And so she was, she was terrifying to watch because she would be smiling and yet she'd be slipping a knife into somebody's gut. And I'm like, wait a second. So yeah, for, for me, she was the best villain. So um, my choices are all from, well, so one, uh, Camus has already mentioned. So from <laughs> Vincenzo, of course, um, Takyan as, as well as the awful lawyer lady. Um, I can't remember. Oh, I forgot about her. By, she was really she, good. Yeah, she was. And great. she did like the jazzercise and yes, the jazz so the, evil. Yeah. Um. What was her name? I I want to make I sure. I don't remember. I but it, she even she, did laundry evil. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She, she was, was the just, reason I dropped the drama. I could not take her anymore. Oh my gosh. Uh, Kim Yo Jin. Is that right? Kim Yo Jin. Possibly. I would have to check. Yes. Yeah, she. She was. Um. You know, she's been like a mom character. She's been, you know, and the nice sister. Played, 
Yeah, but she yeah. played evil really, really well. So she was in uh, Itaewon class. She's been in, she's been in everything, actually. She's been in so many different things. Anyway, so I really liked her. So both of those from Vincenzo. And then, um, of course, we've already talked about her from uh, Devil's Judge, the um, the wonderfully evil, um, yeah, Kim Min Jung's character was just freaking awesome. So those are my choices. So when I saw this, I thought, like it says on there, uh, Amber says you can have more than one. Or Amber can have more than one or something like that. <laughs> it does because I had many and I love the villains. So then it got my brain thinking of villains together. And I, I just want gangster hottie from my name and lollipop baddie from devil's judge. Maybe I'll go on a cruise with them, <laughs> but, or they Yikes. can have a baby and then that would be funny too. But like they so it's like a super <laughs> evil baby. <laughs> It would be oh, both man, good that's a whole different dramas. And oh, do you mean people. Kim and Jung? You mean that when you say lollipop bad? Yes. Sorry. Yes. There's just that scene that sticks in my head where she's uh-huh. sucking on a lollipop and she's just being super evil. Yes. And she's yeah. super so, attractive and would look good with any other evil. Yes. Right. But and Gangster Hottie is also in that category. Yeah. And yes. so he they would they're they're the kind of ones where you, when you look up and I'm sure the, the, from, um, Vincenzo, they have the same thing where you, if you look up on YouTube, you're going to find a ton of videos that people have made of them Oh yeah, because they're just so nice to see on screen being evil. I feel <laughs> like we're one step away from writing evil, bad guy fanfic. We are. We are. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I kind of need them in a drama yeah maybe but we as should, bad guys <laughs> that would be fun maybe we should do that <laughs> maybe that could be part of uh you know a patreon uh, oh thing. my word yeah yeah I'll, I'll leave that to you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> the group effort guys it has to be a group effort mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Hashtag i'll, I'll prove it nippies. <laughs> his nippies, car- not her nippies oh wait a minute that's different no, there is fanfic. well that's he has what i meant <laughs> where he rips his shirt off he you know and he's he mad he's very mad exactly <laughs> oh, <man>. anyway <laughs> all right wants so to go moving, forward <laughs> moving on to most disappointing dramas of 2021 <clears throat> which apparently that would not be but um okay so I have to go with two so Luca I think takes the number one spot on there because I kept hoping for better and it just when the character growth arc doesn't become gross but becomes anti-growth I just oh it's so infuriating anyway and then how to be 30 how to be 30 I mean it had some of my favorite people in it some of my favorite actors but it was just like it relied heavily on flashbacks and it was already a bite-sized webtoon length drama. And so then they're flashing back to something that happened like two minutes before and they give you the full flashback. And it's like, do you not have content for this tiny little episode? So, and then it just didn't end well. And I just, yeah, both of them. Avoid Luca, avoid how to be 30. That is all. So for me, just most disappointing was Doom. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we went into Doom at your service thinking that 
oh gosh, I just couldn't wait because um, it's just the casting is incredible. Like the story sounded exciting and interesting and I felt very disappointed. So Doom at Your Service is my choice for disappointing drama. Actually, I had another, (laughs) apparently um, time has passed in the ways that I didn't realize because it, I'm looking up, it was actually a 2020 drama, um, which I don't know how that happened, but it was Alice. Um, uh, so anyway, I've lost, I've lost a year. <laughs> I'm pretty That's sure so bad. we talked extensively we- about the awkward incest moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. I'm pretty sure that was last end of year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure was. we reviewed Alice and its issues. <laughs> I, 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 just all like can the guests get any worse there's nippies there's <laughs> <laughs> um i have to agree because i dropped anything that was just not um what i wanted to watch or was aggravating me and i haven't really been looking forward to a lot although um, maybe talk to me in a week or two and, and the, the, the one with Duna Bay and Gong Yu could possibly be on that list. Cause I have been anticipating that, but other than that, there hasn't been a lot that I've been anticipating this year. I've just kind of picked up stuff and watched it. So doom holds that spot because Seung Guk, I always anticipate his dramas, maybe not as much as K Muse, but I do really <laughs> anticipate his dramas. I wanted it to be good. This was a really great pairing. They had really good chemistry and it just was so meh. Um, so yeah, that is my pick. Well, and of course, Doom at Your Service was on my list too. It is tragic that we're doing an end of year review and he's not really even on the list at all because mm. other than wanting to go on a cruise with him because he's my bias. And so it's really disappointing that that story was so dumb and again it's not the his performance it's the story itself there was nowhere for him to do anything with it uh if i had to pick another one lovers of the red sky i Mm -hmm. really loved moon embracing the sun which was the same uh writer of the the original content or novel writer was the same. And so I was really excited for this one and it just failed miserably on keeping my interest. So those are my two. All right. So now let's talk about best dramas of 2021. Um, So there were actually quite a few. And I think this was a really interesting year because there were some dramas that made a big splash Um, not just among K-drama fans, but just in general. So I feel like I have to begin by mentioning um, Squid Game because so many people watched that and then got into other things. Um, And then, um, but for me, I think the one that really um, other people are going to talk about a different one, I'm sure. So the one that really moved me the most was Red Sleeves. Um, Some of you know this if you've been listening for a while that I do not cry at dramas um I might get a little like you know I feel I feel the emotion but I don't ever cry Mm -hmm. and this was a drama where I sobbed like like warrior Bak Dong Soon level of sobbing um 
it was really well done and it was really, really good. So that's the one I'm going to choose as my favorite for 2021. It's funny because um, when we did the first half of the end of the year review, I hadn't finished it and I didn't really plan on mentioning it that much. But then when we were going to record the second half last weekend and I was like, I can't participate. So I started writing all of my stuff in here. I was like, as long as red sleeve is brought up <laughs> and mentioned, because I would say the last, um, part half of like the last bit of the drama just yeah. really brought it home. And it, it was one of the best dramas of the year. It was, it got really big ratings pretty much. I looked at NBC. They just did not have that many dramas this year. They kind of sh- stopped doing a couple they don't do Monday, Tuesday. They stopped doing Wednesday, Thursday in the middle of the year. They didn't have that many. And it was like by far runaway and not just for that network, but like it had a huge following and they, there hasn't been a lot of psychos to watch that have been like that the, this last year. There've been some popular ones, but it was very popular, but well-deserved. Like the story was written, directed, acted very well. So I totally agree with you on that one. I'm going to bring up the one that probably brought me the most joy throughout the Mm. year. And I didn't have a lot of those. There were a lot of them that moved me or, or, um, I felt, felt, felt were written really well or done really well, but Yumi sells. Yes. It just brought me so much. And I'm so happy that we get more seasons. They have second season has finished filming. Um, and so I'm not sure when that's going to air in 2022, but like, so happy that it just, it just made me happy. And that, again, it was pretty rare this year to have ones that did that. Most of them were just made me feel other ways, but this one was my happy place and it was different. It was just done really well. And, um, I'm excited for the next season. So, well, my happy place is very different. (laughs) (laughs) The one that made me happy was beyond evil, which was a Mm. brilliant, twisty meandering killer murder mystery and there were Mm -hmm. so many twists and most of them I didn't expect it was a very fun watch amazing performances and definitely one of the best shows of the year uh the other one that is on my list is my faded boy I spoke about it earlier it's the Chinese uh Nuna romance show and I just had so much fun watching it and I think I'll probably be re-watching that when I need something to cheer me up so definitely second you on the beyond evil one the characters were just they were incredible excuse me they were so layered and so there was so much depth to them and I was really glad that you made me watch it See, now go watch Mouse. No. <laughs> you said too much. <laughs> you want to re- you want to recast everybody but like Sungi. Like but you already story. said story. Watch it for the story. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> You've said too much. I can't. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, so my two picks. Um my first one is Nadiera. It's such a hard one to say, but it's the ballet one was Song Kong. And just the the relationship that the two leads develop between crossing over age boundaries and 
I don't know if they're crossing over socioeconomic boundaries, but just just how they connect through the love of art, through the love of ballet. It just it made my heart happy and watching them and just watching the depth of commitment that they had to their pursuit of ballet and how that how it just transcended everything it's making me wordless even (laughs) and so I just I really really loved that and then also I can't let go of happiness there are a lot of layers and even from a literary point of view there's so much buried in there there's so much symbolism and metaphor it goes it definitely goes beyond well well beyond the typical humans are the actual monsters into something more because there was a lot of nuance in each character and in the different ways that they handled zombieism and greed and just power. And there was just, there's a lot to be done there. And I loved it. And I'm still thinking about it. I second that. I knew you were going to say that. So I, I, I didn't mention happiness, but yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Happiness needs to be in this list. Also, I just want to mention racket boys. Um, I still haven't finished it fully, so I can't really say it's the best, but while I was watching it, I was amazed by how invested I was in badminton. And so, you know, it has to be a good story if you're like, they make badminton sound exciting. So um, maybe that's a hidden gem kind of thing rather than um, top drama, but just to mention. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I want to mention Move to Heaven because that was my, I think that's probably my second of one of my favorites for this year. I have like 15 dramas for my favorites this year. So I've, I haven't been as choosy <laughs> with my favorites <laughs> this year as I have in the past, but um, Move to Heaven was really good. And Nabiera was also one of the, my favorites as well. Um, so yeah. There were a lot of good dramas this year. I think there were. Yeah. I mean, were I dropped as many as I watched but the ones I got to watch were super, super good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you, what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter or Facebook or through our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. We're talking so much faster than you.